You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode number 60. At the end of each year, I find myself naturally analyzing the year as a whole and starting to make a plan for the next one. Whether you typically review your year or this is your first time, this episode will guide you through the different areas to look at to do an end-of-year review for your business. You love the time you get to spend creating content on your blog and connecting with your audience. But building a brand and working on your website, that's where it can feel overwhelming. With all of the lists out there of everything that you should do, sometimes you just feel like giving up. But friends, there's a better way. When you spend time strategically thinking about your blog, you'll discover what is essential to build a successful and sustainable business and what's not. I'm your host, Madison Weatherill, a WordPress web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers. I'm here to help you think strategically about the brand you're building, connect with your ideal audience, and ultimately convert them into raving fans, the ones who actually make your recipes, interact with you, and make this whole food blogging journey worth it. It's time to design a business you love and remember why you started a blog in the first place. Hey friends, welcome back to the Vine Podcast. I am so excited that you're tuning into this episode and I just cannot believe that we are starting the last month of this year with this episode. And this is really a perfect topic to start to wrap up this year and it's one that I am so excited to share with you because it is one of my favorite parts of the end of the year and kind of what I do to wrap up my business before the holiday season. Now, if you're new to the podcast, I always like to do just a quick introduction just in case this is your first episode, just to welcome you and kind of let you know who I am and what to expect with this podcast. So my name is Madison Weatherill and I am a web designer for food bloggers. My business is called Grace and Vine Studios and I have been designing websites and branding for food bloggers exclusively for the past almost three years now, but I have been doing this business full-time since March of 2015. So it has been definitely a crazy ride and I have learned so much in the last couple of years and this podcast has just been a great way to be able to share some of that knowledge with food bloggers like you and just to expand my community and just give me a really great way to share content with you guys. So like I said, I'm really glad if you are tuning in for the first time and this is just a really great episode to be tuning into because so often I find that we get to the end of the year and we haven't done a lot of reflecting. If you are not a person who naturally builds this into maybe a quarterly review or a monthly review, then this is a great time to get started and just kind of catch up on what the last year has had. And I really love the end of the year for so many reasons, but one of them is really the slowing down that happens at the end of December. And it is usually one of the first times of the year that I really unplug and take time away from client work and really just focus on reflection, spending time with family, and just really starting to look ahead to the next year and what I have coming up. So even though the last quarter of the year is always really a hustle season for food bloggers, this can be a great time to reset, recharge with loved ones, and realign your business for the year ahead. So I really wanted to share this episode with you now to really let you have some time to carve out working on this end of year review because it can really make a huge difference in how you're going to proceed with your business the next year. And in the past when I have done this, I have had huge aha moments and just huge pivotal moments in my business by doing these reviews. So I highly encourage for you to do it. 
So I really love this quote and it really sums up why I think this concept of reflection is so important. And the quote is, don't fear failure, fear being in the exact same place next year as you are today. And that quote comes from Mel Robbins. I just love the way that that quote puts it into perspective that we really should not fear trying new things and wanting to make progress, but really what we should fear is making no progress and looking back over the last year and seeing that we have made no forward momentum ahead in our business or really made any changes that have made a lot of impact. Now, if that is you after listening to this episode, you feel like you really have not made any progress in 2020, know that that is completely understandable with the year that we have all had. And I hope that you can really just take this time to think forward about what you want to have changed next year at this time. But I'm going to walk you through the different parts of my business that I take a look at and how I kind of analyze everything. And if other ideas come to mind as you're doing this, feel free to take some time to reflect on those parts as well. Listening to some of these topics may give you some other ideas. So feel free to kind of stray from what I'm saying, but this is kind of what has worked for me. And like I said, I just really love to take this time to reflect. I think sometimes in our day-to-day of our business, we just don't see the growth happening, even though it might be happening. And even with your blog traffic, you might see a little bit of growth here and there, but often when you look year over year, you're going to see a much greater perspective on the ebbs and flows that naturally happen with your traffic. So let's dive into a few of the key areas that you should review at the end of the year. This is also a great list that you can review at the end of each quarter or even a smaller version at the end of each month. So if you've never done something like this, it might be helpful to start with this end of the year review and then pick this back up at the end of quarter one to just continue this momentum of reviewing and refining what you're doing in your business. So the very first part of my business that I like to look over is the business tasks that I am doing. And I talk about this concept a lot because it was really so revolutionary for me to see all of the moving pieces of my business and all of the tasks that I have to do on a daily or weekly or monthly basis just to keep my business moving. And I think as a food blogger, this is also going to be very insightful for you because so often we sort of minimize what we're doing and all of the tasks that have to be done just to keep your food blog maintaining, let alone growing. So the first thing you're going to do is just get out a blank sheet of paper or a blank Word document and just start brain dumping everything that you can think of that you do for your business. This is going to be everything from recipe development to paying quarterly taxes to ordering groceries before a photo shoot day. This exercise can be extremely insightful and even if you don't get all of the tasks down the first time that you try this, just start by writing down as much as you can think of. It can also be really helpful to categorize these into different topics like marketing, sales, or income generating tasks, business growth, and content creation. And once you have kind of those four silos, it's a lot easier to kind of dump all the tasks into each of those categories just to get a good look at everything that has to be done for your business. The second set of items that we're going to review is your income for the year. Now, this is a really great second step because you can start to really correlate some of the tasks that you're doing with the income that it generates, and maybe the opposite will be true as well. Maybe you will find that some of your tasks are not generating any income at all or really giving you any results, and so maybe those will be the ones that you start to second guess and figure out whether you really need to be doing them. 
So really take a look at the different types of income that you have throughout the year. So it could be things like sponsored posts or digital products. Those things might easily jump out in your list of tasks that you can correlate to income, but be sure to review any transactions or monthly reports that you might have for the different income areas that you have, like affiliate links or advertising, digital products, or sponsored work. And you want to try to tally up the percentages of each of those buckets of income. It doesn't have to be exact, but what you want to start getting an idea about is what percentage of income comes from each of those streams so that when we get into making a plan for next year, you already have kind of a head start on what this year has looked like. This is a really great exercise to get a realistic picture of your business finances. And it's also really great to see areas of potential growth in different income streams, and especially the ones that you have control over and can more easily grow kind of apart from anything like an advertising network or traffic coming your way, things that you can control a little bit more and put more focus on. It'll be great to be able to see those as you review these income streams. And while you're reviewing your income, it's also a great idea to spend a little bit of time reviewing your expenses and make sure that they are in line with all of your goals. So are there any subscriptions that you need to cancel, software or programs that you're not using anymore? Are there subscriptions that you could change into annual instead of monthly if you have that cash on hand? This is just a really great time to go through all of those recurring expenses to make sure that you need all of them and you haven't missed any that maybe have renewed and you aren't even using it at all. The next topic that you're going to spend some time reviewing is looking at your top content for the year. So I've created a top recipes blog post every year for the last handful of years, and it is always so fun to put this together, but it's always so insightful as well. When I'm putting together this list of top 10 posts, there's often ones that pop up that I would have never expected to be in the top 10 over the year. Maybe they were ones that didn't have the same virality or kind of the same ongoing popularity on my blog, but it's always really fun to see which ones pop up and gives you a really good head start on what you can update or revise in the next year. So to do this, you're going to open up Google Analytics and you're going to go to behavior, site content, and then all pages. And then you're going to change the date on the calendar to start on January 1st of this year so that you can get a complete picture of the year to date. And then from this, you can see which of your posts were in the top 10 or 25 for the year. Now, I like to look for certain outliers here, like anything that seems kind of random or maybe went viral for a couple of days and really didn't hold its same traffic level throughout the year. And things like if you ran ads to a post or maybe you had a sponsored post that the company ran ads to, you just want to take a note of those different things so that when you're looking at it as a whole, you remember that there was something off or different about that post in particular. And I also like to look at new content versus old content. So if I have a post that maybe I published a couple of years ago, but it's still doing really well, I kind of take that as a different type of popular post from the ones that maybe I published this year and really took off really quickly. After doing this for your blog post, you can also do this for any other content that you publish. So if you have Pinterest analytics or Instagram or Facebook, you can also review that to get an idea of what was the most popular content on those channels as well. And this is really going to most likely start sparking some ideas of content to work on updating or creating next year. Maybe you have some of your favorite blog posts that are just not showing up in your top 10 or 25 posts. Maybe you want to look at redoing those posts or updating them, or maybe just doing more social sharing of that post to try to boost it up in that top 10 for next year. 
Another area that is really important to review is looking at your team. Now, this might not apply to everybody, but if you have team members already, this is a great time to review how it's going with them. Maybe there's a gap in your team that you need to fill or you need to start making some changes with a current team member's role and what they're doing for you. As you looked through that list of tasks that you do, maybe you saw some things that you could outsource to an assistant or another contractor. If you haven't listened to episode 54 where I interviewed Emily Perrin about how I would definitely recommend going back and looking at that episode because she talks about the different common roles for food bloggers and how to hire for them and it's really an insightful episode. But I like to just mention this because whether you have a team or not, it's a great thing to just review the idea of having a team. So maybe you don't have a team yet, but you can go ahead and look at maybe who your first hire might be in the new year with the list of tasks that you just went over. And maybe you're looking at things that don't generate income directly, but need to be done anyway. And maybe that's a great thing that you can outsource. This can also apply to things like a Pinterest manager or a Facebook manager. If you have somebody who manages parts of your social media, it doesn't have to be somebody like an assistant who's kind of more all in on your business. It can be somebody who just does a specific role for you, but really take a look at how is it going with that person? Is there changes that you need to make with that person's role or a conversation that you need to have, maybe just to say that you love the way that things are going and you just want to encourage them and just be thankful for the work that they have done this year. Okay, so now we're getting in to the final two pieces of conducting this end of year review. And these are really the two parts where we're taking what we've already looked at and analyzed and we're really making a plan for moving forward. The first part of this is reflecting on the year. So now we have some concrete data about the types of work that you're doing in your business, the income that it's generating, the way that your team is functioning, and the content that is doing well on your site. And now we need to really think about how do we feel about these results. You want to start just really sitting in that thought, how do I feel about these results? When I look over the income that I made or the traffic that my site got, how do I feel about it? Am I proud of it? Am I wishing that it could have done better? Am I maybe feeling like I worked way too hard for a very little amount of money? I've been there before and it's not a great feeling to have. So if you're feeling that, don't push it aside. I really want you to sit in that feeling and let it guide the way that you are going to make strategic decisions for next year. So I want you to ask yourself these two questions about the year that you just reviewed. I want you to ask yourself what went well this year. Maybe jot down a couple of things that really went well this year for your business, looking at your tasks or your income. Maybe you saw your traffic grow even though you didn't spend as much time creating new content. Or maybe you created a lot of new content and it really paid off in your traffic. Maybe you built up a different income stream other than your ads this year, and that really helped with diversifying your income and kind of stabilizing it in a year that was a little bit unstable. And then I want you to also ask yourself what didn't go well this year. This is a great time to start thinking about those things that you don't want to be the same next year. What are the things that you definitely want to focus on improving in the next year? And I want to just quickly mention that I know thinking about this last year is going to bring up a lot of different emotions. And when you're reflecting on the past year, I want you to just really reflect over what you had control over and what you didn't. Because with this year, 2020 in particular, there's probably a lot of things that happened that you didn't plan for or that had to change on a last minute's notice. And so I want you to really just 
not dwell on the things that you had no control over. A lot of you had to deal with kids at home or any number of other complications that happened from the events of this year. And so I don't want you to beat yourself up over things that you didn't have control over and you couldn't have really changed even if you had tried. But as you're sitting in this, really just think about the things that you could have changed or maybe now having the knowledge you have, you can make a change going forward. For example, if you reviewed your income and you realized that 80% of your income comes from ads, which had low RPMs this year and was kind of unstable at times, maybe that's a sign that you need to diversify your income streams more. That's something that you can take as something that was out of your control, RPMs being lower, and you can turn it into something that you can control moving forward. Now that you have reviewed all of these different parts of your business and you have really reflected on how you feel about everything and some of the things that you might want to change going forward, now we're going to start setting some intentional goals. Start by thinking about and answering the question, by the end of next year, what would you like to have accomplished? When you're reflecting on how 2021 went, what are you going to be really proud of or what would make it feel like a really great year for you? Those are the things that you want to start thinking about because those are the goals and intentions that you're going to set right now going forward for the rest of 2020 and the beginning of 2021. You're kind of reverse engineering that quote that I shared at the beginning of the episode when we think about the failure being not having anything change between now and a year from now. So start thinking about what do you want to be different at the end of next year? Specifically, what areas do you want to feel differently? What can you start doing now to start making those changes? Because I don't want you to get to the end of next year and not have made progress or not have made the changes that you want to make to see the progress that you're hoping for. So once you think through some goals, I want you to really break down those goals even further into action steps. So for example, if by next November you want to have 50,000 page views and apply for Mediavine for ads, what's the very first step that you need to do to take that goal into your own hands? It's unfortunately not enough to just hope that you will have 50,000 page views by next November. You really have to start increasing your traffic over time and really working up to that point in traffic. And so if you're sitting at 20,000 right now, start making a plan for how you can uplevel your keywords and go for bigger keywords so that you can get more traffic or you can update posts that are sitting on the second page of Google. There are so many things that you can do to take a goal like increasing your traffic and really make it tangible so that you can take it into your own hands and make it happen. Another example would be if you want to double your income by next year, what do you need to do to make that happen? It's so easy to say that you want to grow your blog, but I want you to get really specific about what that means for you. I have talked about this a couple of times, but having a successful blog and growing your blog means different things to every single person. And if you don't know where you're going or where you want to go with your blog, it's really hard to make choices that will help you get there. And so I really encourage you to spend that time reflecting on the last year and then really making goals that you can stick to and that are really tangible. I think sometimes we take a goal for the year and it we make it too big. So make it something that is small enough to achieve, but big enough to scare you a little. I think that's the kind of the perfect space for a goal to sit in is something that feels achievable, but is a little bit scary and is going to take some hard work. Okay, so let me quickly review the different parts of this end of the year review that I went over in this episode. And if you are not 
taking notes during this episode or you're not really pausing and taking action, I would definitely encourage you to come back to this at a time when you can really work on it. So add it to your calendar, set a date for when you're going to sit down and spend some CEO time really reviewing this. If you haven't listened to the episode I did last week on why you need a CEO date and how it can impact your business, definitely go back and listen to episode 59 about that. But if you are listening to this at a time where you're not able to take action, then please come back to it. It is something that, like I said, has radically changed my business and how I make changes year to year. And so I would definitely encourage you to spend some time, just an hour or two, really thinking about these things and digging into analytics and all of that. So again, the first step is going to be reviewing those business tasks, just getting everything down on paper that you can think of that you do to run your food blog. The next is going to be looking at your income and expenses for the year and figuring out the percentages for each different income stream that you have, or maybe you have one income stream or no income streams. That's okay. It's it's okay to have that, but make that a reflection and something that you want to change going forward if that's a goal of yours. Next, you're going to look at your top content. This can be your top 10 posts for the year. You're going to look at that through Google Analytics, and you can also do this for any other social channel or any other type of content that you create. So if you have a podcast, you can do it for that too. Really just getting an idea of what content performed the best for you this year. Next, you're going to review your team. Whether you have a team or you want to have a team, this is a great place to review the different tasks that you're doing and potentially who you could outsource those tasks to instead. Then you're going to spend some time reflecting and really thinking about how you feel about the past year and everything that's happened. Again, we're going to take this with a grain of salt because this year has been a little bit crazy, but really just sitting in the question of what went well this year and what didn't go well this year. And then finally, we're going to take all of that data, all of that reflection, and we're going to start setting goals and making a plan for the next year. If you set aside some time to work on this, I would love to see where you're doing this or hear some of your reflections that you are coming up with. So please find me on Instagram over at Grace and Vine and tag me in a story if you work on this because like I said, it has been such a huge thing for my business and I would love to see the things that are coming up for you and the changes that you're wanting to make next year. I think at the end of the year, we realize how much potential there is in every year and hopefully you will find a lot of good in this past year as well. So I would love to see how you are taking action on this. Like I said, go find me on Instagram at Grace and Vine and connect with me there. And until next time, friends, talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.